you have sex on the airplane? I wish. I tried to talk Aaron into it, but he's such a prude. I am a prude. Yeah, I'm a rule follower. Yeah, you are. You're a rule breaker. I am. I get off on breaking rules. So I would be like ready to go and you'd have like a limpy. What's up and welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. We are coming to you live from a brand new Gibson studio. It, yeah, it's taken <laughs> some like adjustments. Taken a downgrade. <laughs> we have. We've taken an upgrade in where in, we're in like, life. In, in life. Quality it, of life. Right. It, it works, right? It works for what we need now, but we did look at this and be like, wow, the podcast studio is a little <laughs> tough. Well, we're sitting in bed. Well, Aaron's on a beanbag chair. I'm sitting in bed. We're in our bedroom because our house is wood floor, so it's really loud. And we're on a main street, so we have like cars peeling out outside the window and we have like snoring pugs. A snoring pug. So you know, we're literally cradled in the back corner of our bedroom, as close to the closet as we can be, to try to we restrict. We should just the get sound. in the closet at this point. We should. We should just get in it. I know. All right, we're trying to do the best we can. So Bear forgive us. us if there's any outside noise, but you know, we're just doing. We're just exactly doing our You're best. You're literally hanging out in our bedroom in with bed. us. Yep. Some of us are naked. Okay. In my dreams. In your dreams? Okay. Yeah. But anyway, we are Kim and Aaron G. We are your hosts of this podcast. Uh, we are healthcare travelers. We've been traveling for the last seven years. Everything we own fits in our Jeep, which makes it easy for us to hit the road and travel. Um, we travel with our pug Mimi LaRue. And we're both in radiology. And this podcast is all about life lessons, things, travel, traveling, adventure, adventure money, money, entrepreneurship, relationships. relationships, and everything that we've learned from living a life on the road. For um, the last seven years. For the last seven years. That's so insane. It is Welcome insane. to the podcast, Welcome people. to the podcast. We are also the creators of Traveler School, our online course for healthcare travelers, and the Facebook group, Travel Life Freedom and Scrubs, which is just such a great community. Like, if you're a healthcare traveler, now this is only for healthcare travelers, but if you're a healthcare traveler, get into the group. It is so much fun. It's such a great community. We do tons of trainings. There's great resources for travelers. It's a place to be for the travel community. So check that out on Facebook. That's where we hang out. Is there anything else we wanted to say? No, we are speakers in the uh, community as well. We speak at TravCon and yeah. at universities and online universities and everything. So we speak, we speak wherever we can get a microphone. We speakers, teachers, travelers. <laughs> Yeah, podcasters. Okay. I like wow. that. Wow. Okay. I don't know who that was, but that's interesting. That's you being 9 o'clock at night. I just got home from work okay. and I'm, my tired voice. But, but we're still here yeah. to do the damn thing. Before we jump into this amazing episode that we have for you guys, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by our free mini course for healthcare travelers. Um, it literally was an amazing training that we did that we thought, man, this is too valuable not to share. So we basically broke it up into 10 videos that you can get. Um, it's Again, it's a mini course and it's available on our website at kimandarong.com. That is Aaron, E-R-R-A-N. So it's Kim, K-I-M-A-N-D-E-R-R-A-N-G.com. Thank my parents for that. Oh my, I don't know how many times we have to say that, but it's so annoying. It sucks. I just want to say the course is great for anybody that's new to traveling and just wants to get like a taste of mm -hmm. what travel life is like. Perfect. It's a great way to skim the surface. And so it's free. Check it out. All right, let's get into the episode. Let's do it. 
All right. This episode is something that I am super excited about. I'm sure Kim is as well. Yeah, we so basically we posted in our Facebook group mm-hmm. and wanted to know any questions you guys had for us about traveling internationally, like for fun, fun travel, mm-hmm. not work travel, which is my favorite topic in the world to talk about. And Absolutely. so we're going to answer a couple of the questions on today's episode. Yeah. And so Super Kim sad. and I basically have built our lives to where we can work contracts and then just explore for fun. We take time off. I mean, we've been to Africa, Spain, Italy, Croatia, France, Bali, Thailand, Kuala Lumpur, Canada, Jamaica, Dominican Hong Republic, Kong, Hong Kong, Philippines. Philippines. That's a lot of fucking countries. Just to name a few. Holy moly. Yeah, that's a lot. We've been, so we, we, it's not our first rodeo. Right. We've been around the block a few times. We're establishing, what is it? Um, authority. Authority as the travelers. We're establishing authority as fun travelers. I like it. Yeah. I will take that. So anyway, we did. We, we, Can I go, say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we typically, what we like to do is work like a contract or two. And then we like to take a lot of time off to travel. Like that's like how, that's what we love to do. That's how, why we designed our lives the way that we do mm-hmm. is because we want to work a little bit in, in our own country and then travel to other countries and play, explore play, play. and play. Mm-hmm. One of the girls I work with today was like, because we just took how many? We took three weeks off to go to Paris and France and in Travcon in Italy. Or, where the heck do we go? I have France, like bubble brains. Paris and Barcelona. Oh yeah. Um, but anyways, and now we're taking another three weeks off next month to go home. And she was like. Kim takes more time, more vacations than I have in the the four months she's been here than I have in like the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's why you should be a traveler because you can do that and nobody's going to tell you you can't, right? Like, hello. I mean, we were done with our contracts and then they wanted us to come back spontaneously. So we're like, well, we already booked our plane tickets home. So sorry. Sorry, baby. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So... Life update, because we always like to start with kind of just like where we're at and what's happening with us this week, and then we're going to jump into your questions. I can't tell you guys how lucky that you are to have us on the other side of the microphone. We are literally, and not joking, lucky to be alive. We almost died. So this is like basically an update, but also a public service announcement. Yes. Um, Because ever since this happened to us, I've been hearing multiple stories of this happening all the time and it really needs to be a part of you guys' everyday life. Well and I think I've already saved a few lives because you know, talking about it at work, people are like I'm going to either A install and we're gonna tell you what we're talking about in a second, but we'll either install them into our house or I need to like check to make sure that they're working. Like this is a real deal. This and is what, not a drill. What Kim is talking okay. about is carbon monoxide detectors. Yeah. They legit saved our life. It did. Because, again, if you guys have known the past couple weeks, if you've seen it in the news, apparently it's been nationwide news that California is under a complete power outage based off of, like, high winds and red flag warnings for the fires. And PG&E was responsible for the campfire um, that took out Paradise. And so now... And we live the next town over from Paradise. Right. And so the power grid runs all the way through there. And so their response was, anytime it's it's a red flag warning, we're going to shut down the power for the entire red flag warning. Yeah. So we were out of power for five days for this stint. 
Yeah, they turn the power off like every single week. It's insane. And so we're really fortunate that we had a generator where we were. Were we fortunate? Yeah, I don't know. It's debatable now. (laughs) But people were losing electricity for, you know, a week at a time that had no generator. All of their food spoiled. Like, they had to, you know, live by lantern. Like, it was insane. And this is a normal thing. This isn't just like, oh, this happened. There was a storm. Power went out. It's like every single week they're shutting off the power. And... I, I honestly don't, I don't know how they're getting away with this or how long they'll be. It's, it doesn't seem like a sustainable thing. It is. Um, sure. But anyways, so we were living without power and we have a generator. And if you guys have listened to us or followed us for a while, like, you know that we lived in this house in the middle of nowhere. We loved the house. It was so sweet. And it was it perfect was for perfect. us. But it was like a glass house, and so it was terrifying because it had no curtains. Yes, it did. Okay, it had lace curtains you could see through, and that doesn't count. Okay? I could see through the windows. They had nice curtains, but if you lower that, then you feel like you're entrapped. People were always staring in the windows. Nobody was. The deer was staring in the windows. Yeah, one day Aaron comes out, there's literally like a deer with antlers. He tried to truck me. In from the bushes, yep. like insane. Anyway, so we were living in this house. There was always something. It felt like that was going on. Yeah, you know, there was always a drama. Yeah. So it was the second to last night. Before so this we was moved. so this was last week. Yeah, last Thursday. And we were moving out on Friday. Friday. So it was Wednesday night. I was on call, and we go to sleep. Well, here's the funny thing that I was thinking about. Remember when I was sleeping or I was on the couch with you? That night, mm-hmm. and I couldn't keep my eyes open. I was, I felt so tired, like I had drink a bottle of Nyquil, and for me, like that's not normal. Mm. I don't fall asleep on a couch, like it's, I don't, I'm not you. I don't fall asleep sitting up. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that I thought that was kind of weird. So it must yeah, have in been hindsight, the, it was. It must have been the poisoning happening. Must have been. So basically, what had happened was we we've had the power, the generator turn on about five times um, since we've been there, and everything has been perfectly normal. So basically what happened was we go to bed at 2.30 in the morning, um, we hear an alarm going off and Mimi is banging on the door. Like literally <laughs> like running in bed. She's <laughs> channeling her inner lassie and she's banging on the door. So we're like, what's going on? So we knew we had to get up. Kim was on call. So again, as your normal slumber, you try to do everything you can to get right back to sleep. Yeah. So I found an alarm that was in the back room closest to the generator. Now, again, the generator's outside, but this room faces the generator. Yeah. And so it was in a drawer, and I was like, oh, it's malfunctioning. It's not attached to anything. It's just going off. So I basically tried to reset it, and then I was like, screw this. I'm going to take it outside. And so I put it out on the Rookie back. Rookie mistake. Don't do this. I put it out this. on the back patio. Which is what any normal person would, would do. Would they or would they yes. think that there's car? It was saying there's carbon monoxide. Get outside. Like that's what it was saying. Okay. And you're like, oh, okay. No, we're gonna put the alarm outside and go back to bed. So I put the alarm you're outside. So and then what was even crazier was I turned the fan, the air conditioned mm-hmm. fan, on to air out the room because Tor- I, and to blow it towards our room. Well, I didn't know that. So basically at we go back to bed, 4.30, 5.30 rolls around. 4.30. 4.30 in the morning rolls around. Now the main alarm in the house is going off. Yeah. And it's saying, carbon monoxide detected. Get, Get out. of the house. Like so, it literally spoke like that. So we literally <laughs> were like, Kim tried to reset that alarm. And then we realized, oh my God, I think this is real. And so 
we I didn't want to bother the fire department, so I called my mm-hmm. brother-in-law, who's a hazmat lieutenant in Jacksonville, and I'm like, hey, man, what do I do? Thank God Florida's three hours ahead. Um, and I was just like, what do we... He was like, dude, get out of the house and call the freaking fire department. No, I think that we... Like, I felt so out of it. I was so confused. That's true. I felt so weird. Like, we all know that... Well, maybe you don't. But, like, that feeling of when you drink a bottle of... Well, who drinks a bottle? Okay, when you take NyQuil or some kind of a sleep aid, and then you wake up the next morning and you feel so droggy and, like, you don't... Like, you feel heavy and you can't really... Like, I felt... My brain felt so fuzzy that I couldn't piece together sentences. Which is... We didn't take anything. Kim was on call. That's what I'm saying. So, it was like, I felt that way. So, anyways, we call 911 because we're like, fuck, like, we, we need to call. Like, we didn't know what to do. At this point, we're standing outside and in our pajamas. It's freezing cold. Okay. So, listen to this. Kim says, oh, my God. If they have to turn off the generator because it's malfunctioning... <laughs> I need my coffee. I need my coffee. So she runs back in the house and turns the coffee pot on. And I'm like, you're literally going to die over a cup of coffee. And she's like, I'll hold my breath. And so she turns the coffee pot on. I need a coffee. Anyway. Because I was like, if they turn the generator off, we have nothing. We have no water. We have no power. So I was like, I'm at least getting a cup of coffee. It's freezing out here. Like I, and I felt so tired. So, okay. So I turned the coffee pot on. We call 911. They come and um, they go into the house and they check you know, they check the levels of everything. And they said that the carbon monoxide levels in like where we were sleeping in the back of the house where the generator was, were so high. Mm-hmm. And um, basically we were like lucky to be alive. Like if it wasn't for the alarms alerting us of the carbon monoxide, we would have continued to sleep and we probably would have died. 100%. Which is so crazy to think about. I know. That actually, like, it really shook me up because I was like, wow, what a weird feeling. Because the uh, firefighter said that it was after 45 minutes of airing out the house, the levels were at a 9, and they said if it was a 10, we can't let you back in the house. Yeah. Um, And that was after we had already aired out the house. We opened up all the windows and got out. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that was, like, a crazy situation. Yeah, Kim didn't really come out of her feeling bad until Sunday. Yeah, I was in a funk. I felt weird. I, I just felt weird. I don't know. It was, like, a whole emotional Nauseous experience. Nauseous headache. And then we had a move, and so it was just, like, a big thing. But now we're home in our new place in Chico. It is so cozy, and it, it feels – it just feels like ours. It feels homey. It's, like, our st- – well, our stuff. I mean, we rented furniture because we it don't our stuff, have anything. Though. But the rest of the stuff is ours, and I just feel so at home here. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Blessed with this like, new chapter. Yeah. And we did DoorDash. Again, it's like the little things. Like, we took a lift and we went to dinner, and we ordered DoorDash because I ordered, I was surprising Erin with a special oh, breakfast. Oh, amazing. Even though she up. left a dinner mailbox. I know. <laughs> Another story. Weird. But anyway, so that's kind of where we are. That's life updates. So now we're settled in Chico. So moving forward, we will be coming to you from the Gibson Studios in our bedroom. In our bedroom. (laughs) In our bedroom. Yep. And you get to hear the outside noise too. Yeah. Okay. So let's... um, Let's dive in. Oh, and I think that I think it goes to show like it's a theme here. Um, (laughs) Okay. Can I just... Never mind. Good. No. Um... Connie, who is our landlord, or our landlord, the person that we just rented our house, she just messaged me, and they just got home, and I just saw her send something over that said, yay, all of my plants are alive, which I literally thought I killed all of her plants. I did too. 
And I was my, and I told her, I was like, I don't have a green thumb. I'll do what you say, but I can't make you any promises. And she was like, just water them once a week, easy enough. And I, I feel like I killed all of them. We and I felt them. so bad, we, but I did everything she told me to do. We watered them. I even put some of the plants outside to get some sunlight. Like I, I did the best I could, but. But I'm glad that she feels like they're alive. I know. That makes you feel better. Cause I, I was like, she's going to be so upset to come home and her, all of her plants are dead. I know. Like one has like dead peppers just hanging from well, it. It's one, so pathetic. Yeah. It was yeah. two. Okay. But what I thought was, um, a good theme to kick off this podcast, we're going to jump in and answer your questions for international travel, but we just booked a trip to New Zealand. Mm. In February, we're going to go to New Zealand. It's like their shoulder season from summer into fall. And we rented a camper van and we're going to do three weeks in a camper van in New Zealand, which yeah, would be baby. pretty badass. So we can add New Zealand to the list. Yep. Whoop, whoop. Coming to you live. Love it. Yeah, we're going to do some live podcasts from New Zealand. So if you have any tips, tricks, recommendations, places to go, head over to freedomandscrubs.com and leave us a comment on this podcast and let us know we're, we're starting the, the phase of the planning and the getting the itinerary. So I'm trying just to gather as much information as possible. And also check your carbon monoxide freaking detectors. Yes. And let us know if you've ever had any stories about this as well on freedomandscrubs.com. It's terrifying. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, first, first question. question. So Tracy said... Best and worst place, what would you do or change after you went? Um, it's This is such a tough question. Even when it comes to healthcare traveling, people are always like, what's your favorite contract? And yeah. it's like, everywhere is it's special in its own way. Yeah. Um, I did want to say like one, like as far as like an area goes, we spent a few months in Southeast Asia. And what I loved about it, and I think this is really great for travelers in general that want to go to like a bunch of different places in like one like fail swoop, is that getting to Bali, because that's where we started, which to, that was like my favorite place ever yeah, in the world. 100%. Like it was such a magical place for so many different reasons. Mm -hmm. But that was where we started. And then once we got there, it's so cheap to bounce around to so many places in Southeast Asia. So like you can take a flight to Thailand for less than $100 or, you know, go to the Philippines or Malaysia or Hong Kong. Like there's so many different places to explore in that part of the world. And once you get there, it's really accessible and it's really cheap to be able to hop around. And so I think that's a really cool hub for place for peop travelers to go that want to um, get a, get in as much as they can mm -hmm. and there's and they're all different and offer so many different cultures there's mountains there's ocean there's like there's so many different there's things scuba in that diving, the world. yeah all sorts of stuff so um i would say that's one of my best places that i yeah. really enjoy traveling to i i agree 100 i loved our south i mean again europe has its own fun about it um, i mean we could go we would be here for days if we went right. to every place so that's why i was just kind of like I feel like that's a cool thing for uh, somebody to go to. The one thing that I would change, and I think this is just like a great tip for anybody wherever you go, is as soon as you get, we didn't do this in Bali, We so get a SIM card of the country that you're going to be in as soon as you get to the airport and put that in your phone, make sure your phone's unlocked. And then you will be able to use their internet like normal. And so you can use Google Maps. And that is a game changer. We use that in Paris and in Barcelona. And 
I wish we would have had that when we were in Bali because we didn't. And so when we were, we rented scooters, I wish we would have had that. So we would have felt safer to go out and explore because we would have known where we were going instead of like hiring a driver. Right. And I think it's a lot more fun to really explore the culture like that and get on the scooter and just go. But I think my thing that I would change the most is honestly just my mindset around traveling outside. I I really Mm -hmm. didn't do a lot of work in understanding the difference. And I was trying to create the same experiences I had in the United States and the same comforts I had in the United States in another country instead of just embracing where we were. Because again, like I felt myself almost complaining about how far outside of town we lived from Abood and we had to take the scooter into town. And it's like, that was so that awesome was that I look back on that it really, it was a 10 minute scooter ride. Like yeah. it was so much fun to just be zipping around, you know, on the scooter and get In into town. Room. And like, it was just a lot of fun. And I just, for some reason felt myself being like, eh, this is like hard. And like, yeah. I wish I would have really changed my mindset and just really embraced what I had. Yeah. Um, and so really next time, you know, again, like when we were in Paris and Barcelona, I just threw all that to the wind and just, you know, allowed myself to, to be and to experience things as they came yeah. and, and really put myself out there and do different things that I wouldn't do. Yeah. And I think that's so it's like you're, you're in a different country. You're, you're, you don't have comforts of home. Like it just, mm-hmm. that's part of travel. That's part of the adventure. That's part of the experience. And it takes time to adjust to that. Like mm-hmm. when we first got to Bali, it was such a culture shock. It was so different than anywhere we've ever been. And I remember I was so sick. Remember I got... Yeah, belly, um, belly. Bolly belly. And I had sun poisoning. Horrible mm-hmm. sun poisoning. Another thing, we're sunscreen people. Especially if it. you're near the equator. Because mm-hmm. I was out there for not that long and I got a horrible sunburn. And so I was really, really sick. And I remember, remember I sent you out. We're on Gilly Islands, one of the most beautiful places in the world. We had like a beach hut looking at the ocean. I couldn't get off the toilet and all I wanted was saltines and ginger ale. I couldn't hold anything down. I was so sick and you went out to go look for it. And it's like, they don't like, they don't have that. I brought so you, you honey came back crackers. With crackers with freaking honey and caramel on them. Like just. I did bring you like a gingy. Disgusting. It wasn't ginger ale. It was like a. Sprite. Equivalent to like a Sprite or something. But again, it was just one of those moments where you're just like, you're not home. You're not going to have the luxuries that or the comforts that you normally would have if you were home. And of course, when you're sick, that freaking sucks. But it's part of it. And then like, like I liked what you said about the mindset of just being adaptable. Like. Mm-hmm. Being, I feel like the more adaptable and the more flexible I am and the less, like, the need I, the feeling I need to, like, control things and have it be a certain way, like, just the more you enjoy where you are. 100%. You know? And that's what, if you try to bring the United States to those countries, you're going to have a miserable time. Well, and that's why we leave the United States, because we want to be involved. Right, or, but if you don't bring your mind with it. Yeah, that, right? Exactly. Because you just tend to be like, oh, I'm going to do what I normally do. And that's just well, not, re- you're, you're just jipping yourself the experience. Yeah. And it's like cultures are different. Like, yes. A, like people are up in your space and they don't understand boundaries. And there's people, you know, have different um, manners and mm-hmm. it's congested in a lot of places. And the driving's like, think it's different. It's not what you're used to at all. Right. And I mean, as healthcare travelers, we go to different facilities. It's kind of the same thing. Like 
every facility is so different. So if you went in with like the same mentality of like you're trying to bring the facility you were at to the new facility, that's not going to go over well either. Yeah. So it's kind of like just really being adaptable. And I think healthcare, healthcare traveling helps you with that. But I think that's one thing I would do differently. But it was my first time really out of the country. Like so, in a big way like that. Yeah. And I've gotten better. And it comes with time. Like you get better. You even become a better traveler. Yeah. Outside the country when you do it more often. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Anyway. Um... um where would you go? It's another Tracy question. Where would you go again if it was just a solo traveler? Um, I, I don't know. I think... That just depends on the individual. It, it depends on what you're you. into. But I think I think anywhere that a lot of travelers go. So, like, for instance, I'll say Bali again. Because in Bali, there's a lot of solo travelers. Like, people go to, to, to Bali alone. And so there's cool ways that you can meet up with other travelers um it it felt like a very travel friendly community and so if i were solo and i was going somewhere alone i would want to go probably where i knew it would be easier to meet other travelers well i can tell you too like just seeing what we saw in um barcelona and paris like there was a lot of solo travelers and like what we suggested in one of our podcasts was on our recap was book like a food and wine tour um, try to find tours if you're a solo traveler because that's going to put yes. you in the mix of a lot of people and you get to meet a lot of people and usually the people that do tours are tourists and you can find a lot of things in common and create like almost like a community while you're there mm-hmm. and then they can point you in the different directions. But I, I really think the misconception, there's a bunch of solo travelers in this world and if you're not into it, like you don't know it. Yeah. But once you dive into the world, you realize there are tons of yeah. solo travelers and tons of people at the airport that are just sitting there as a solo traveler that you can end up talking to as long as you're willing to put yourself it's out It's like there. anything like you find these communities you never knew existed and then you're like, oh my gosh, there's a whole world. And so if I was going to fo- so, travel solo, I would start following like fun solo traveler vlogs and blogs and people that I like that are showing me what's possible and showing me their tips and tricks of how they travel solo and like I would just dive into that whole world because you're like oh my gosh there's so many people doing it It doesn't seem as scary it doesn't seem as weird and then you get to learn from people who are already doing it and so that's what I like like we follow vloggers and travelers who are couples that are doing things because that's like they're showing us what's possible and like you know yeah they're where out to there. go and what to do and Kim and I stuff. always tend to find uh the we solo traveler well we find the solo travelers on our trips and we end up like talking to them and they end up hanging out with like our little third wheel that we like walk around with and we get really close to actually mm-hmm. um to where we've actually even set up meetings back in the states and stuff like that 100 percent. so yeah. you will meet people and i think that's the f- a fun part about it okay you will. um so Jackie said, did you have sex on the airplane? I wish. I tried to talk Aaron into it, but he's such a prude. I am a prude. Um, we did not have sex on the airplane. How um, is that even possible, though? Those 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 airplane bathrooms are so small. Like, And there's such I a lot. I can lo- barely fit in it. Well, and again, when you're going overseas 16 hours, there's a lot of people in line. Yeah, but there's lots of different bathrooms you can jump around to. It's true. I'm very. I need to break you out of your shawl. I'm very like. Even just like a quick like handy or something. Yeah, I'm very like <laughs> I'm very non-public. Well, especially that. Like I don't mind public affection, but yeah, that makes me really nervous. I'm not good with. I'm About not like a spontaneous sexual. 
crazy, I like, like people, living on the edge type of sexual person. I would just want to do it to say I've done it because I don't feel like you're really going to get a lot of pleasure out of it. No. Of the situation at hand. Right. I'd it's be, not but like... But I'd be nervous the whole time. Is somebody listening? Are we going to get kicked off the plane? You would... You'd be such a nervous now. Yeah, I'm a rule follower. Yeah, you are. You you're have, a rule breaker. I am. I get off on breaking rules. So I would be like ready to go and you'd have like a limpy. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. True um, story. Thank you, Jackie, for that question because it was very interesting. So the answer but, is no. Um, but anyhow... Uh, would you ever think okay, about? Okay, why permanent... are you saying like okay? Anyhow, like why are you talking? I'm sorry, I'm like reading the question. Cowboy, I'm reading the question. Like anyhow. Okay, would you ever think about permanently move moving to one of those places you visited? So this is funny because we thought we wanted to like live in Bali or like live in Thailand and like be you know digital nomads. Yeah, like literally be nomads, be expats. Right. And, and, and live there. And so it's funny because when we were over there, that was our goal. Yeah. We set out with that. We loved it. And I loved being over there and I loved, like I could, I could see myself and Aaron, we've actually been talking about this of like packing up and like taking a year and to go travel the world. Like I could totally get on board with something like that for a period of time where you're just like, your focus is like traveling, adventuring and all of that. But being there, I realized that even though I love traveling, I don't want to live in another country. Like, I don't. Like, if you want to be, when you're saying live, like, it's your home. You have routine. You have all of your comforts. Like, I I want my comforts of, like, being home. Like, I want a cool gym to go to. I want, like, my healthy foods and options and... um, Ease of jumping in the car and, and, like, you know, like, not being, like, crazy about the traffic pattern. I know that you would develop a new routine but I didn't want to I don't want to we realized on that trip that like we do not want to live in another country right but I could do a whole I could do a whole year away oh Um, yeah but knowing that that I'm coming home and again like we also miss Mimi LaRue oh yeah like you know she's nine and we really want to be here we want to be here yeah (laughs) we were like laying in the bed like crying looking at pictures of her like you know I would never leave her for a long that honestly the and we just talked about this the only thing that is holding us back from packing up our life and taking a year to just like travel and and, and have this adventure is her mm-hmm. because I don't want to leave her for a year that mm-hmm. would be impossible well and we've been leaving a lot longer and a lot more often and I almost feel like she's developing some sort of like separation anxiety, which yeah. she's never had. And so yeah. we're noticing every transition, she's taking longer and longer to adapt. Yeah. And so it just makes me feel bad that, you know, again, it was our choice. She's our responsibility. And I, I don't want to just uproot yeah. our lives. But if we were going to live somewhere, we did say Thailand and Bali was like a really cool place that we would. Because they're really expat friendly. So they have things, you know, there's community there. There's a lot of people who do that. So there's definitely community there you connect with. Um, And lots of people do. There's lots of people that have moved to New Zealand, moved to Australia. Like there's people that are doing this, Costa Rica, South America, places that are cheaper. They're more affordable. So like your your money goes a lot longer. And that was kind of the the draw to us is we wanted to, you know, build our business and work on other passions. Like we wanted to be able to have more money and time off that we didn't have to work 
um, all the time. And mm-hmm. so our money stretched a lot further over there. So that's yeah. one of the draws too. And so I think it's really fun to play with. But um, And there's so many options for people that are interested in doing that. People do that all the time. I agree. I was blown away by the number of expats, which expats, if you're not familiar with that word, because I wasn't until we went there, is just people from different countries, primarily America or Canada, that move to different countries and they live there to work. In Australia. Yeah, and and then they have these communities of other expats and they all kind of get together and create this like whole life there. Uh Um, and so, yeah, anyways, it's, it was interesting, but we can check that off the list now because we've experienced it and we're like, nope. I love my country very much. I love my country. America. 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 Okay. It's a good place. <laughs> it is a good, you know what? And that's another thing is I love traveling and I love other cultures and other countries. And that's one reason I want to leave this country is because I want to experience everywhere is so different, well, right? Well, it opens your mind up to so many things. And yeah, different you're people. You're just a better just, person. Yeah. And like you get to, you, you're more tolerant and you get to just see the way other people do things. And that's really interesting. But I will say every time I leave our country, no matter where I go, I am so grateful to return back to our country. Even though, yes, we have our own craziness and our own dramas and our own, all the things that that happens in this country. But at the end of the day, we're really freaking lucky to live here. Oh, dude, yes. And the privilege that we have and the support that we have and the accessibility and ease and just, like, ease of life here, for 99% of us, no matter where what you are compared to other people in other countries, like, we are so lucky, and I'm always grateful to return back here. Absolutely. And, I mean, so. again, this is people that can afford to go and travel and do these things when you compare that to what these other countries live, it really humbles you and it makes you really think and be appreciative of what you do have Mm -hmm. and understanding what people maybe even in our own country don't have. Mm -hmm. And it really puts a shines a new light on the way humanity lives. And honestly, for me, people living with a lot less and being more happy. Oh, that's a huge That was crazy to me. People just really enthusiastic and genuinely amazing people doing jobs that freaking Americans would snub their nose at mm-hmm. um, and they're just happy and just grateful and yeah. just it really opens your eyes to you know a lot of things I think it just shows again like time and time again like you know we know this I think our community of travelers a lot of us do feel this way of, 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 of thinking like that we want less material things in our life and we want more experiences more adventures and that you can live with little and mm-hmm. be happy and mm-hmm. i think that's one thing we've really learned in our own lives is like the less we have essentially the happier and more free we are 100%. and you see that with a lot of people in other countries that they have so little but they're so grateful and proud of what, what they, they have. have and they're genuinely happy bright motivated just kind people and they have nothing Mm -hmm. you know like there's always this story that stands out to me when we were in the philippines and we were on um we went on a snorkeling tour and our guide had lost okay so she was a guide a snorkel guide she didn't make very much money and they they only had one season in the philippines that they would make money and they would make it for the year because then the rains would come and so she lost her snorkel and her her flippers and I remember she was like worried. She's like, I can't work. What am I, you know, what am I going to do? That's her livelihood. It's not like, like I'd be like, yeah, yeah I don't have to work. She's like, holy crap. How am I going to make money? And somebody, she told the story or I don't know, something happened, but like somebody on her tour ended up coming back and bringing her hot pink flippers, a snorkel and a mask. 
And she, when she was telling us all the story behind it, she was so lit up, grateful. Like that pink snorkel that probably you know we could get for from Target for five. Yeah, she was like it was her life, and she was just so excited and and so appreciative and valued that pink snorkel and flippers. And I was like, wow, like. You could tell when she was telling us the story that she was so proud of her snorkel and her flippers. And again, that's how she worked. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. I forgot about that story. I always think about that because it just reminds me of like, you know, especially when you see people, whatever, I won't get into tangent, but I think it's just being grateful for what you have and really valuing the things that you have and, um, and realizing you really don't need very much at all. You don't. I just can't stop laughing that you said that I'd have a limpy. <laughs> like, no, because when you, have you ever said limpy? Well, because I was gonna say the other thing, but I was like, that's just too, like too dirty. Yeah, it was too much. But it, a limpy, a limpy, and here's why: because you would be so scared. I know because why. You were nobody breaking needs the rule. Well, nobody needs you don't a, have like nobody a, needs a <laughs> breakdown of what it means. I just want or to anything in between. You don't what, have nobody needs to know this. A problem getting it up. <laughs> okay. Okay. At all. Thank you. But because but you would be scared, you would that, have a limpy. I was just laughing that you said the word limpy, and I can't stop thinking about it. What anyway. else would you call it? I don't know. I, yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to say that. I know. Okay. So next next question, which I really love. What time uh, is it? Shell said, I'm terrified to travel out of the country. I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, but I have places on my bucket list. This may be silly, but my questions are as follows. How do how do you communicate with locals to find places slash things to do? Love this. And then the second question is because we can answer it all at once. Um, do you try and learn the language prior to going? Okay. So I'll take the language part. So one, when Kim and I went to Italy, we literally wrote out cue cards um, and tried to learn the language enough to get by. Yeah. Now, granted, we are not fluent at anything. Um, Kim does speak Spanish pretty well, um, enough enough to get by. Um, but the story with that was I was so excited to do it. So we knew all of the greetings, which we say all the time. We knew thank you for all of the, the different. Yeah, we knew um, it all. So then I walked up to a gentleman and we were looking for our hotel. And I said, uh, you know, Senor Dove y Albergo. Um, and How do you he goes, remember that? I remember it. And he, and he patted me on the shoulder and he was like, thank you for trying. The hotel's right around the corner. Um, that was awesome, though. Good job. And I just started laughing and he started laughing with me. But the countries really appreciate um, you trying to speak their language. But just know that English is a universal language. And it's really funny because we were on a tour with a German and a... Um, somebody from another country mm-hmm. and they spoke their language to the people that they were with but when they talked to each other they spoke English yeah and that was like really crazy to like hear like two people speaking totally different languages one was German one was something else and then they spoke yeah. English to each other it's a universal language it is so you can really get by um, but again Duolingo is an app duo d-u-o lingo um, and it's a really good app for just learning basics um, it's a free app that um, I learned uh, with Paris when we went to Paris. I learned um, some, some stuff. You're saying um, a lot. I just want to say. Okay, sorry. Like every other word. Really? Yeah. Okay, like. Um, <laughs> I haven't been saying it as like, much. Yeah. I've been working on it. Like. Yeah. 
Anyway, Duolingo is great. So it's an app that you can use that teaches you the basics um, and yeah. also just different things on Google Translate. Du Duolingo is a great one. Um, I think one thing that we busted out this trip that we hadn't used before that was a lifesaver is the Google Translate where you can you can literally put in a sentence, anything, and it, it translates it, it, it writes it out or speaks it, whatever, but we found the writing to be easy. But you can ask a question and then you just show the person and they can read it in their own language and then they understand what you're well, saying. Well, it even comes out of your speaker too. Yeah. And then you can hold record in their language and it records what they say and then gets it back to you in English. Yeah. Which is amazing, but it's an app that's on every iPhone. It's under the speech app. And I thought it was a voice record app, but it's the speech app. And if you go to that, it's a translator and it's phenomenal. It works yeah. really well. Yes, yeah, so that was really cool. So I think... Um, but just try to learn the language. Yeah, I think learning basics, like learning how to say hello, asking where things are, saying thank you, that, like just the basic stuff, really simple to do. I mean, we did that for pretty much everywhere we've gone and it's been super helpful. And then... We learned a lot, like when we were in Tanzania, we learned so much Swahili from the people that like were in, were there and that we were living with and working with. Yeah, so they taught us a lot. And I think just as far as talking to locals, again, this is one thing I think is like such a, a big tip that I will continue to do is really joining some kind of a tour. So like a food and wine tour, a hiking tour, just something that gets you out into a group of people. And A, you're going to have a tour guide that's from the area that can speak English because they always speak English when it's, you know, you pick which language that you're joining, which group you are. They can speak English. They're from the area. They're, you're you're going to be able to talk to them. And ask, I always pick their brain. Like I'm always at the front, like asking them questions like, where should we go? What should we do? Blah, blah, blah. And so I just, I, I use the time with them as much as I can. And then you're meeting other people in the group. Um, and so you get a really great, it's a great way to connect with people and get like a lay of the land and get the scoop of different things that are happening. So I think some kind of a group get together when you first get to where you're going is such a great tip. And then, and then what I do too, is if I'm at a coffee shop, if we're at lunch, anywhere we go, anytime I can talk to a local that I, that speaks English that you, you see, oh, they speak English. I always ask them like questions, you know, about like, Hey, like where's a great place to get a cup of coffee or where, whatever. I just ask them questions because that's how you gather information of the best places to go. I agree. And there's always somebody in a restaurant or somewhere that speaks English. There's yeah. always somebody. It, it has never been an issue of ours no. that we haven't found anybody that doesn't speak English. We use our waitress a lot. We do. We use an abuser. We do. And remember in, in Bali when I was Olympic. like rehearsing and I said, Salamat Pagu. And she was like, oh, it's Peggy. Yeah. But like, that's what I wanted to say too, is don't be scared to really butcher it as long as you try. And a lot of times they'll correct you and they're grateful that you tried. Yeah. So don't, don't let your own insecurities come out of being like, I don't know how to say it properly. Like, They'll understand and, and they really take pride in the fact that you're trying to learn and yeah. you're trying to respect their language. Yeah. I Sometimes I get nervous even I like, do, to feel time. silly. And you, I just always try to think of it as like when I hear somebody trying to speak English and even though, you know, they say something that it's like it doesn't, it's not how we would say it. or has not the tense. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh. But you're they're trying to speak another language and we appreciate that. And I'm not like, oh God. 
oh, they said it in the wrong tense. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, they're trying to communicate with me. And so just remembering that they don't care. They're just, you're trying to communicate and they appreciate it. No, I have heard that, like, Japan and China and stuff can be a little bit more difficult um, with language. Um, I don't know. But that's I've what I've just been. heard. But we haven't been there yet, so we can't Just speak like from... they say the French are assholes, and that was that absolutely was not, not my experience. I thought they were some of the friendliest, nicest people that but I've we ever also, met. But we also said hi, bonjour, in their language, yeah. and all their, um, como se va, um, oui, and oui. se va, se va, and like little things like that that we tried. We, um, merci, merci beaucoup. So we, we just that little thing... Those little phrases really went a long way. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Okay, we have two questions left. Um, Emily asked, do you guys have a, a travel-specific credit card to help with the price of flights? We don't have one that helps with the price of flights, but we use the Venture Capital. Um, it's a great one because you can use all of your points to go towards anything travel, so flights, cars. Two and, points. Yeah, and um, there's no international fee, so that's a really great card. 100%. Um, or a good website to find cheap flights internationally. I, I'm really upset because I was trying to find this company that I use now that sends me updates when when flights get really cheap. And I couldn't find it for some reason. But uh, Skyscanner is a really great one. I use that one a lot. It has really cheap flights. Or I have found it has like the cheapest flights most of the time. And there's a really cool function on that, that if you were flexible and open to where you wanted to go, that you can put in your airport and then you can put in anywhere and it will, it will, with the dates and it will show you what, where you could go starting with the cheapest flight possible. So that's kind of a, if you're open and you're just like, I don't know where I want to go, but I want to play and explore. That's a fun function. I think also what you just said there is key. And if you get focused in on one place, then I think being open to the dates is helpful because the flights will go up and down. There's Groupon and different things like that. But also being really open to wherever the flight might take you that you may never thought you were going to go if you don't want to spend a lot of money on a plane ticket. Yeah. Uh, And if you say you did have a specific area you wanted to go. Okay. So for instance, this is what I did. So there's an app called Hopper. And I'm sure there's several apps like this, but this is just the one that I happen to use. And... It's an app and you put in the dates that you want to go somewhere and you put in your where your destination, where you're flying from, all of that. And basically the hopper, it, it scans and it will give you alerts when the best time to buy that ticket is. And it will, and, and it will actually even give you additional days of like when it's the cheapest. So if you could be more flexible with your dates, you could get it at a cheaper price. But it will tell you, don't book until October 18th because the price is going to drop $100. Or it will say, book now, price is about to go up 70 It's very specific. And it, and it tells you when to buy a ticket and when to know when you're getting the best deal. And it just tracks it for you and it sends you alerts and updates. And it's, it's honestly something I always use. Right. And I also know that when you're trying to go to New Zealand and stuff like that, the, pl- the plane flights are going to be expensive. Right? I mean, I, yeah, it's just I mean, part of Kim it. Kim does a lot of our booking. She's our travel agent. Um, yeah. So I just know that these things, and the, the, the journey outweighs the cost a lot of times for me, mm-hmm. um, the adventure, but we do our best by looking at Hopper and Groupon and different things. And we're not going to like bust our humps trying to find this stuff. Once we get locked in, we do the best we can to save money. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, 
it's about the journey for me. So I the agree. cost kind of. I always say, I to me, buying a plane ticket is worth like that's the most it's exciting an investment purchase. in ourselves. Yeah, it's the most exciting purchase for me. But I get it that they can be expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just using all the tools that you have, weighing out your options, and that, like for instance, if we just Sky bought a scanner. I said that Skyscanner okay. is great. And then um, there's lots of apps now. I can't remember the one that I'm using, but, or it's not an app, but it's like a service that you can pay. I think I paid like $10 or something. And you put in your your um, airport. airport and it will send you alerts uh, from your airport when there's cheap flights. So a lot of times airlines will discount prices for a certain amount of time or there will be a glitch or a mistake and it alerts you. Like it will say... SFO to Paris, $300. You have five more days to get this price book now. Like it tell it gives you, it's all different places, but it's from your airport. So that's kind of fun if you have the flexibility. So as long as you book or is it specific flight dates? No, you have to, you can book it, but it's for only for a certain amount of time. Like you could book it. So then you would have to go and see like your, once you put in your dates, it might change the price okay. a little bit, you know? I got you. But there's so many, like, great apps. There are. Um, and, like, um, different things like that. But, anyway. Okay, okay. So last question. Last question. Erica said, I'm going on a cruise to Croatia and Italy. You're going to love it. Croatia is, like, Croatia. freaking phenomenal. I mean, Italy is just self-explanatory. I mean, I mean it's amazing. Um, she's going on a cruise to Croatia and Italy soon, and I'm super nervous because I've never been out of the country before. Any tips for me? I don't know about exchanging money, the customs, I need help. Number one, you're going on the easiest way to travel, and that is a cruise. Because there are tons of people who speak English, tons of Americans, tons of Canadians, tons of Australian people. I mean, just all sorts of people, right? Mm -hmm. But you're all going in a group. And the cruise has, they're a service, one of the best service-based industries out there. Um, They have so many people that can help you. So if you were just getting off a plane and having to find a ride and and that's a little bit more extreme, the cruise pulls into a port and it's very tourist driven. Um, All of the ports are known for being touristy. So they have everything you need. So it's a good way to dip your toe in the water for international travel. One of the first real trips that we did together, besides like Jamaica and that kind of stuff, which is, you know, Caribbean doesn't Mm -hmm. count. I mean, it counts, but you know what I mean? Um, we did a cruise, a Mediterranean cruise, and I think it was a great way to test the waters and it was a safer way. It was a safer way to travel. Like we, we were on a boat, so we didn't have to worry about where are we staying? What are we doing? Like we had our main place that we always came back to. I booked all of our excursions. I did it this way. Now you can book excursions, not through the ship and it's cheaper, but I don't want to mess around with that. Again, this was, a, I wanted to be safe. I wanted to just, I wanted things to be as easy as time. possible. Yeah. And so I booked all of our excursions from the boat. So it makes it super simple. It's like, it will tell you, you know, you're going to Venice, you're going to Rome, you're going to Dubrovnik and Croatia, you're going all these places. And then it will give you all these excursions you can pick from. And we just picked the ones we wanted to do and we booked it. And all you have to do is show up at the ship and, and there's an English speaker there to take you on this awesome excursion. Yeah, there's somebody uh, on the boat that they say meet in the cafeteria area at 7.30 in the morning. Your tour is going to leave at 8. Yeah. And then you all sit in a group and they say, okay, who's tour A? Get up. Your yeah. van is ready. They, they walk you to the van. so simple. So simple. And so I think it's a really like... 
a friendly way to jump into the travel scene. And then you get to go on your excursion, come back to the boat, you know, eat on the boat. So everything is done on the boat. And so... Well, I, I wanted to say too, like with customs, when you walk off the boat, there's a customs like a uh, booth there at the port. So you walk through the line, everybody there is doing it with you. You're doing it at the same time. You're never just thrown out on your own. Yeah. You walk through customs. Um, one thing I want to add about exchanging money, um, again, you have exchanges on the boat. Like they have everything there for you ready to go. But if you were traveling solo on land, um, then what Kim and I do is what we talked about earlier is we have our Capital One Venture card that has zero international transfer fees or you know whatever fees for um, exchanging so you can basically use your card and everywhere pretty much accepts card now mm -hmm. um, but Kim and I will um, go to an ATM and at a, at a big bank that we see and we will withdraw a little bit of money just to have some cash while we're there and then I would rather pay the fee to the ATM than trying to find an exchange that's not gonna charge me a lot of fees to exchange money and then I also have a currency exchange app on our phone so we can really know what the exchange rate is mm -hmm. um, when we get to that country. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think go and have an amazing time. Just know that you're covered. You're good. And it's nice because on a cruise too, when you're doing these excursions, which I highly recommend, like you book excursions. I mean, my whole thing was I wanted to be on the boat because I wanted just a place to sleep every night. But you want to go explore you want to get out like i love just getting off the boat and like going into these countries and that was one thing too after we did a cruise i checked that off of like i never want to do a cruise again because i loved i love that we got to see a bunch of different places in a shorter amount of time but i love diving into the countries like i want to stay there i want to explore i want to dive in like we're on a cruise you get quick snippets mm -hmm. of time and so it was a great experience. Like we had 12 hours in Rome. Yeah. Like and I'm like, I wish Rome we had like three hours. days. Right. So you just get this snippet, but then you go back to the boat. And so, um, yeah, you're going to have such a great time. And in the excursions, you get to go and you, you'll meet other travelers. So Just, just know cool. again, you're, you're covered and really enjoy your time. Really take it all in. Uh, learn all you can while you're safe on the, on the boat with all the people and the different excursions. And just really enjoy yourself. Yeah. So. I'm blended with that, man. We will end it with that. That was a lot of fun. I love these episodes where we have questions yeah. from our listeners. So thank you so much for sending in your questions. It was absolutely, those were great questions. They were great questions. And I really want to do more episodes like this where we're, we're answering specific questions about traveling and almost like doing less questions and just diving more. Because I feel like there were so many things that could have gone into. So if you have questions for us about, you know, traveling or anything, Head over to freedomandscrubs.com and leave us a message, leave, leave us a comment, a review, and let us know what your questions are. And we're going to, we still have more Q&A questions too. Um, yeah. And if you like this episode, let us know. Do you like the Q&A? Do you like us answering questions? Like, let us know what your thoughts are. Guys, without feedback, Kim and I are just talking into a microphone. Yeah. Like, we really want to hear from you. Um, so yeah, leave us a comment, review, subscribe, and all the things. We will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.